Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. This is our first fruit month, and we have the privilege of setting aside this first month. God has given us a brand new year of 12 months. Praise the Lord in this world's calendar. And we are taking that first part. January, we are spending time in fastings and praying and worship and giving. Amen. It's very vital. And the more I study first fruits, the more I see the significance. And the more I see how it's all around us and how. Some of us are even walking in need without even realizing that it's a tradition that has been passed down through the church because of the understanding of first fruit. The more I understand how important it is to God, and as I look at darkness and the chaos and everything, the sickness, the disease that is going on, you discover the importance, the reason why God says, put me first. Because the reason of chaos Sickness, disease, darkness, poverty, lack is because the devil wanted to be first. And that's why we ourselves, we have totally refused to put anybody first, not even ourselves. Because sometimes we are tempted to put ourselves first. And the reason why we run into trouble sometimes, even though we are believers, we put God first in some things. But we find out that some things, we don't put him first. For example, I'm I'm with my husband and the Spirit of God is saying to me, hey, hey, don't say that. If you say that, you'll be offended. But I go ahead and I put myself first. And then he gets offended. And then we start quarreling. And it ends in a divorce court. You know it's not going to happen. That's why I'm, praise the Lord. (laughs) Just an example. But that's how it starts. It starts by, you know, us not putting God first. And being obedient to God, no matter the situation, is putting God first first. Sometimes it doesn't feel like what I want to do. Glory to God. (laughs) But because we have been commanded to put him first. And by the way, first fruit is not a suggestion. It's a command. Praise the Lord. And first fruit is not just about money. It's a law that governs all things. I'm sure we already know that by now. It's been established in this place that when the first is holy, the rest is holy. It follows. It determines. There is a promise that is attached to putting um, a God first, to giving of the first fruit. And it's so vitally important that we understand it and we seek to understand even more. So we're going to look first. And I, like, I want us to read um, Jesus's. Um, summary of it first in Luke 6 33 if you can just put it up real quick because Jesus says to us that we should seek first the kingdom of God and the title of my of of the offering is um, first fruit seek the first so Jesus said in Matthew 6 33 says seek seek for seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing will be added unto you that's what he said. So, so Jesus is telling us that there is a promise that is attached to seeking God first. Because many times, sometimes people want to, to degrade the things of God. When you begin to talk about tithes, offerings, giving, 
things to God. They almost be like, oh, are you trying to buy the favor of God? Are you trying to buy the blessing of God? Are you trying to? No, no, no. We are try- what we are doing is putting God where he belongs. And there is a promise attached to it, whether we like it or not. Hallelujah. Jesus said, seek ye first. He didn't stop there. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Because he knows that there will come a time where some might begin to wonder, how come I'm walking, walking, walking? How come I'm pursuing all of these things, but nothing seems to be walking right? And then when they see this scripture, they remember, wow, maybe I'm not really seeking God first. I'm not doing what the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5. Trust the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So this is it. This is, this is talking about first fruit. You know, giving God his place. Amen? Amen? In all your ways, acknowledge him. So we're not just talking about something that you just do here. Okay, I'll give my first fruit and then you're not acknowledging, acknowledging him in all your ways. No. You acknowledge him in all your ways. In your decisions. In your coming and in your going. And he will direct your path. That's a promise. And he will direct your path into safety. He will direct your path into abundance. Direct your path into divine health. Direct your path into whatever it is that you're believing him for. Amen. Amen. And so, so we looked at that scripture. Let's look at um, Exodus 13. Let's read from Exodus 13. Exodus 13, you can put it in NIV translation, I believe, from verse 11. We read from verse 11 to 13. And so we'll begin to re- realize, we've been talking about it last week. We talked about um, where first fruit was first mentioned in Genesis. And we looked at, um, who did we look at? Cain and Abel, right? Do you remember? Yes, we looked at Cain and Abel. So we're going to look at some more things. And then we're going to look at some things that, you know, um, some manifestations of first fruit, even in our lives or in scriptures, that we may not, we may not have even noticed. Amen. And we talked about last week the fact that there are many firsts. And when I say many firsts, I'm not saying there are many firsts apart from God. We're talking about we have an opportunity. Like a new year is a new opportunity for another first. Is a first is now an opportunity for you know something when you get a promotion. That's another first. Amen. You've never been in that position before. Now you have an opportunity to give first fruit from that new position. How many of us know that if you get um, increased by $50, the very first time they give you that $50 above your regular salary, the whole $50 is the first fruit. Do you give that? Praise the Lord. And then after that, the rest belongs to you. What a deal. Why would we now struggle for, for, for that one? Right? Hallelujah. And, you know, it's so interesting that sometimes we may have been at a job, without a job, for a very long time. Now, this is very important, very, very important, so please pay attention. We may have been, we may, we may have been at a job, for a, without, out of job, for a very long time. And all of a sudden, we get a job. And then they pay us $5,000, that first paycheck. Do you think $5,000 is too much to give to God? Do you think that the one that has been keeping you all the while before you got now that $5,000 can not keep you after this? Come on, talk to me. Can he keep you? So is 5,000 too much to now say, Lord, here, this is the first. Here it is. 
Thank you, you've been keeping me all this while, and I'm expecting even greater things from this job. That is the law of first fruits. Hallelujah. And when you understand this, you will not, you will not be afraid of lack. You will not be afraid of nothing. You won't be afraid of anything when God is number one. You would have a desire to do it. And nobody will have, no, no one will have to tell you. Amen? And so we talk about the first fruit which is the new, new, and open, new open doors, new opportunities, new increase, new life even. It's like new life. Now we've read, we've read in other places where the Bible says that, and we'll soon read some of these, that um, the firstborn belongs to God. New life. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even when you give your life to Christ, your life now belongs to him. <laughs> okay, let's read. After the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and gives it to you, he promised an oath to you and your ancestors. You are to give over the Lord, over to the Lord, the first offspring of every womb. Okay? I guess that's what I was talking about when I said they're married first. That means there are many wombs. So every womb. He says, all the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey. But if you do not, do not redeem it, please stay with this. I'll read it, but stay with this 13. Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey. But if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem every firstborn among your sons. What does it mean to redeem? To buy back. What does it mean to redeem? Come on, if you missed it, Pastor told us. What does it mean to redeem? All right. Now he's saying that we should buy back. That means it belongs to him. Everything we have belongs to him. Now he's saying to us, buy back your first fruit. God has never, I will never tell us to bring to him something he has not first given us. That's why he used the word redeem. He said, buy it back. Come, buy it back. He says, but if you do not redeem it, break his neck, redeem every first one among the donkeys. Why is he breaking the neck of the donkey? The donkey in scriptures is a symbol of stubbornness and rebellion. Crack. Do like this. Some we yes, is this is very serious. It's not things are not in scriptures just by chance. The donkey in scripture is a is a symbol of rebellion and stubbornness. He said, break his neck. Otherwise, receive Jesus' Christ. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He says, receive Jesus Christ, right? That's the way we break the neck. And even in our lives, as we live. We do not walk in stubbornness or rebellion. Amen. I just wanted to mention that today. Praise the Lord. Amen. So the Bible is telling us that we need to redeem the first fruits. Hallelujah. All right. Let's see. What should we look at? Go to Exodus 34 from 19. We'll read from 19 to 22. And then we'll read verse 26 as, 26 as well. So that first fruit is a suggestion, it's not a suggestion, it's a command. All right, it says, the first offspring of every womb belongs to me, including all the firstborn males of your livestock, whether from head or flock. 
Redeem the firstborn donkey with a lamb, but if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem all your firstborn. God will have nothing to do with rebellion. I have to say it again. See, it's, 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 it's being said here again. Praise the Lord. He will have nothing to do with rebellion and stubbornness. So he said, break the neck or redeem it with the lamb. He says, redeem all your firstborn sons. No one is to appear before me empty-handed. Praise the Lord. Six days he shall labor, but on the seventh day he shall rest. Even during the plowing season and harvest, you must rest. Listen to this. If God says, don't appear before me empty-handed, what is that? It means that you are empowered to always have seed to sow. But you must look for it. Don't take it lightly. Don't take it trivially. The Bible says that he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So every time we come before God, like this, in service, in worship, we cannot say, oh, I don't have. That's not true. It's just that I did not look for that which has already been given to me. I was not diligent to find that seed that was given to me to bring before the Lord. That's all we are saying. Not that we don't have. I used to think, oh, those that didn't have. No, that is a curse word in the house of God. There's nothing like you don't have. And it's also a, a, um, a, a, a lack of understanding and a lack of revelation of our God and how powerful he is. His ability to provide. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So I don't know why I'm just reminded, reminded of, of Abraham. Remind me later in case I don't go there. But let's keep reading. I said we'll read to 22 and then we'll read, jump to 26, please. Did, we, did I read this? Okay. Okay. Celebrate the festival, festival of weeks. When I was reading this, I was like, oh, yeah, we are celebrating 52 weeks in a year. Hallelujah. With the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the festival of ingatherings of the turn at the turn of the year. Okay, jump to 20. Okay, you know what? Let's just read. Wait, 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 wait. Where did you just read 22? All right. Bring the best of the first fruit of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. I guess this is one scripture that immediately removes the fact that the idea that um, because Cain brought the the fruit of the ground. That's why God rejected it. That's what some people think. But look at what he says. He says, bring the best of the first fruit of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. He says, do not cook a young goat in the mother. That's just wrong. Let's not even think, read that part. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. There are just some things that you just know that is just wrong. Cooking the young goat in his mother's milk, right? And so the scripture is t- telling us about, about first fruit. Amen? Amen. And we need to pay Pay close attention. All right, let's see. Whew. Let me give you one example of first food that we're participating without realizing it. The fact that you are here today on a Sunday morning. Sunday is the first day of the week. And that's the day that was chosen for us believers to worship God. And if you read through the New Covenant, every time they're talking about first fruit, they talk about first fruit with an assumption that we have an understanding of the first fruit and the importance of first fruit. And so there are some things that happens or that, that, that is going on right now that I say we participate in, sometimes you don't even realize. When you wake up in the morning, what is the first thing that you do? Your first hour, your first minute you wake up, I don't know about you, 
But when your eye flies open and you're thinking about your day, your eyes, your mind goes to the Lord. And you say, thank you, Jesus. This is the day that you have made. I rejoice and I'm glad. I know that some of us don't know where our day ends and where our day begins because we're always praying in tongues and karabashandoro brosoy. But the idea is that you wake up in the morning and when you are thinking about your day, when you are thinking about setting things in place, he is the one that is number one on that list. That is first fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. And then if you read scriptures, I believe it's 1 Corinthians. Is it 1 Corinthians 16, 6, 6, 20, something somewhere around there? The Bible says that on the first day of the week, let everyone set aside a particular amount of money on the first day of the week. So you plan ahead. It says, so that when I come, you re- if you go back and read it later, it says, so that when I come, you have need, no need to be gathering. So in other words, what you, you can get from that, if you're looking at it correctly, is that you prepare for the Lord's offering. You know, I was telling you guys that, oh, even right from last year, I've, I've been thinking about my first fruit. I'm sure I'm not the only one, right? You want us to stand up and shout? <laughs> come alive! Hallelujah! We need to be awake at all times. Remember we sang we go the hill all the way. Yeah. We, have to, we have to be truthful. Praise the Lord. Yeah. All right. So in other words, you don't just... God's offerings and the things of God, you should put thought into it. We should always put thought into it, and that includes our offering. So that's the reason why when we come here, we say, I'm taking the offering. I'm taking this time to teach on first fruits. We do it every year. We take some time to teach on the tithes and the offerings. It's not be- if it was because I wanted to, to get money out of your pocket, we won't be teaching you. plan. You can plan ahead before you even get to church. You listen to the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, how should I sow today? Now, we already know the tithe, the first one, 10. That one is already settled. But you're listening to the Holy Ghost about giving. Amen? Amen. You can prepare it ahead. Because guess what? When God is your partner, he knows when you need seed in the the ground for a future event. You may just be giving, maybe your regular is, oh, every Sunday I must, at least I must give 50. I must give 20. I must give 10. No matter. But when God is your partner, you get in your spirit, hey, something is coming up. I need to sow for it. It may be okay for you to have this regular amount. But you have to be in partnership in such a way that God should be able to say, hey, put some seed in the ground. Certain things are coming up. Hallelujah. And you know God always works with seed. You, we will see. We will just read some more. I mean, there's, there are other, we'll have other opportunities to talk a little bit more. But I'm just going to give you... Um, a few more. So we talked about Sunday morning when you wake up in the morning as well. All of those things when you put God first, those are some kinds of words, first fruits. So I, so you can go back and look at 1 Corinthians 16, 20, right? The Bible tells us that Jesus rose up from the dead on a Sunday. And the Bible records that he is our first fruit. He rose up on the first day of the week. Hallelujah. Huh. All right. Abraham gave Isaac. Why did God ask Abraham for Isaac? Because Abraham needed a first fruit for the promise that God had already given him, that he was going to be the father of nations. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. As I begin to see these things, I get excited. 
That means that God is mindful of our first fruits. And, and if God would, knowing what he was going to do. Now, I know we read that scripture. We think it's just a nice story. We think it's just, you know, oh, something that God just told Abraham to do just to test his faith. But why was it really significant to God? Because it, it carried, it was needed for Abraham to be able to participate in being the father of the nations with God. Hallelujah. So that's one of the reasons why God said, give me your son. And I'm so glad that Abraham was obedient. So he was obedient in following. And then God himself now what provided. And that was when Abraham knew God as the Lord that provides. Get this. When you put God first in your finances, with your first fruits, your tithes, your offerings, you will see the manifestation of God in your life as provider. Nobody will have to tell you, try to convince you. You will see it. It was when Abraham stepped out to give his first fruits, that was when he caught the revelation, the Lord, my provider. I don't know about you. Hallelujah. I want to be able to say it by experience, experiential knowledge, not just what somebody said, or maybe I'm, I'm just doing it so that they won't say, hallelujah, or grudgingly, no, 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 no. I want that experiential knowledge. And the way to have that experience, experiential knowledge and understanding is to do as he says. And that's how Abraham was able to. All right. How come the children of Israel were able to live in Goshen, to succeed, to prosper in the midst of chaos when they were in Egypt. How come? Because Isaac was on the altar at that time. For us, it's Christ. Praise the Lord. But for them, the thing that was able to, there was Isaac was on the altar. God had placed a God. There was already a covenant of increase. Now they are in bondage and all of that, but they are prospering. How is that even possible? In the natural, that is not possible. But there is something in operation, and that is putting God first, because God is their Lord. And God said, and some people get nervous when they talk about Israel. They're like, okay, maybe God is just all about Israel. God says, Israel is my firstborn son. And he used Israel as a type for the, to, as a type or as a first fruit for the nations. So there had to be a first fruit. Hallelujah. And then if you come again and you look at the church, let's put up Romans chapter 16, I believe, or is it 16, 11 or 11, 16? We see Jesus. Okay, maybe 16, 11. 11, 16. Try 11, 16. He said, if the part of the dough offered as first fruit is holy, then the whole is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. Now you go back and read it. For lack of time, I don't want to go into that. But he's talking about, he's also talking about Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In that. But I want to bring something else to your um, attention as well. 
that Abraham put up the, put, put, put this down. Galatians 3, you read it later from verse 4 to 9, will tell us about the fact that Abraham was also the first fruit of our faith. So when we look at Abraham's faith, we're supposed to be rejoicing that, wow, there was a first fruit of our faith for us to also be able to enter into all of this. Amen? In Leviticus, let's read Leviticus from verse... Okay, no, I will not, let's not read it. But put it down, Leviticus 1, 1 to 17. You find out that when God began to institute, institute um, offerings... He told them, he gave them some animals that were clean that they could use for first fruits. He specified the kind of animals that they were supposed to be. He gave them the oxen, the sheep, the goats, the pigeon, and the turtle dove. Praise the Lord. And some of these things, maybe the pigeon is the last, probably. you know. But if you really look at it, it was also to or an expression of how they were supposed to give according to their ability. So pay attention to this. When you're bringing your first fruit, you need to know that you don't just give whatever. Pastor says to us, he says, maybe one hour of, your, of what God has blessed you with. Maybe the first week. Maybe the first two weeks, the first month. You need to know. Now, some I even go, look, I'm giving the first two months. Hey, I'm blessed, that blessed. But you need to know that it's about your ability. Don't look at Mr. A and say, Mr. A is giving this. That's what I'm going to look at your ability. It is according to your ability. And I'm not just talking about ability in the flesh. How has God blessed you and what can you believe for? What can you believe for? Hallelujah. Because God has given to us ability. And so then the, rich, the richer people were able to bring oxen. You cannot have an oxen and go give God a pigeon. Except it was specified that, no, I don't want oxen, I want pigeon. But if you have in your account an ability to give oxen, do not give pigeon. Amen. Only Pastor Michael is happy. <laughs> All right. Put up Deuteronomy 16, 17. Hallelujah. I am very aware of the time, but I'm more aware of the Spirit of God that is saying to us that we need to get this. We need to get this for our sakes. Hallelujah. We need to get this. So that when it looks like, oh, the world is shouting here and there, you don't need to be afraid because you understand and you participate in this. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord your God has blessed you. So, this is not me. It is scripture, and it's all over scripture, both in the Old and in the New Testament. And we read about 2 Corinthians 9-7, where he says that word, let everyone give according to his ability, not grudgingly of necessity. But let's look at a scripture that we don't always look at all the time. I think it's Acts 11:29. You can put that up. Praise the Lord. Because this is important, because as you prepare to bring your first food at the end of this month, you have to do it consciously. You have to do it worshipfully. 
You have to do it reverentially. You have to look at things, take stock and say, Lord, you have blessed me this much. This is what I'm doing. It's not a religious thing. If you, if you are still of the religious mindset, keep your first fruit. Because if you, if you give it like religiously and then you don't see certain things or you're just the same, nothing changes, it's going to be like, okay, what now? I gave it God. What, what, what? We don't want that for anyone in this place. At least you will know, oh, I didn't give it anyway, so you have an explanation. But if you're going to do it, let's do it right. Tell the person beside you, say, let's do it right. right. Hallelujah. It says the disciples, as each one has decided, the disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. Praise the Lord. So you read it and you find out what's going on as they were going to help. They did as they were able. They were not saying, oh, let me do according to this person. The one who has was able to give. And we took, we spent extensive time teaching about, in Exodus 35, some time ago, teaching about when they were building the, temp, the temple of the tabernacle and God said to them that they should bring the gold, the silver. And people brought, some brought gold, some brought silver. They brought all kinds of things. But guess what? Some did not, may not have had gold. They may have had red thread or blue thread or whatever it was, but you do not now have gold when gold is needed in the temple and bring blue thread. If God has given you gold, you bring gold. And that's how the gold multiplies in your life. So you stay as God's go-to gold giver. Hallelujah! That is who I am, God's go-to gold giver. Put up Exodus 35. Let's just read it from verse 4 to 5. And, and one of the things that God is raising us to, up to, us up to be as, is to be generous givers. We have to be generous in our thinking. Pastor has been teaching about renewing our mind. And one of the ways that we need to renew our mind is that I have to be generous in, in everything towards God. Generous with my time towards God. It's not too much to spend long times in church praying. It's not too, too much to spend 21 days in fasting. It's not too much to give up some things just so that I can silence my flesh and I can hear what is God saying at this time. So that I can be strong enough to help those people in the world who needs it. So that I can be strong enough to, I can sharpen my soul winning skills to get me to that place where I can be light. People can look at me and say, wow, this is the blessed of the Lord. It's not too much to do what it takes for the Lord. God wants us to be generous towards him in all things. And the most, I don't know if that's the most beautiful part of it. A good part of it is that he multiplies it back to us. But I think that for me, the best part is that I get to be generous towards God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Exodus 35 from verse 4, we just read from verse 4. The Bible says, Moses said to the whole Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded. From what you have, take an offering for the Lord. Everyone who is willing is to bring to the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen, goat hair. Praise the Lord. You can read all of that, but the point is that we should put thought and we should bring God our best, put God as number one, put him as, put him first place in every circumstance, in every situation. Amen? Let's rise up on our feet this morning.
Thank you, Father. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, catch us at 11.30 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.